Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better, visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. It is Dream Team time once again on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Again, we have got a beauty for you this episode, jumping Head first into the high-tech studio, commonly referred to as the lounge room, is a young fella who played at all levels of the game. Oh, and didn't he do it so well? Steve Renoff, welcome back to the podcast. You smiled at that young fella reference. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Yeah, good. Eh? Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. And, yeah, I'll, I'll come here all the time. You keep calling me young. Yeah, I love that. 183 NRL games, four premierships. Of course, 92, 93, St. George can't play, 97, 98. <laughs> do they all feel the same or do they feel different, a premiership win? Yeah, look, I, uh, just go back to the 92, 93. Uh, very different from winning your first ever, which is 92, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I always compare the two. We, we you know, in 92, because we're the first time we've won it, Yeah, first time it's come out of Sydney. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it, it was jubilation. Yeah. Um, and we copped that back here when we flew back. Yeah. Uh, you remember all the scenes and, uh, you know, we, we I get goosebumps every time I talk about this yeah. thing. But, um, yeah, and then like 93, because uh, of the, where, where we come from going back to back, um, you know, we came from fifth position. Um, and for me personally, I come back from a broken jaw yeah. in the prelim. Uh, it was more relief when we won it. Um, we knew that we're capable, but we had to work that – a bit harder during that final series to yeah. get there. Mate, um, there's so many wonderful grand final fairy tale stories, and, and I don't mean to embarrass you, that's not my intention, but you coming back from a broken jaw that was suffered not on the field to play a prelim and then a GF, one of the all-time stories. Yeah, it, it was one of those – it was a funny It was a funny one. You know, obviously never meant to happen. It, you know, we just – it was an incident that happened. Got, I got a king hit uh, back home, and – but I came back to Brizzy and I remember my nephew had to drive me because my, my jaw was floating and I was in, in pain. And uh, so he drove me back in my car and, um, you know, I had my, my wife um, back here with, with my babies, two baby boys. Mm. And so it was really hard to come and front her yep. first off. But then uh, I, I didn't actually tell Wayne Bennett first. I told our trainer, Calvin Giles, because I couldn't, I couldn't face Wayne Bennett because wow. I'd, I'd let him down and yeah. let the team down. So Calvin did it for me and uh, Wayne came around, you know, I had the op and had a couple of plates yep. put in. Uh, he came around the next day I got out of hospital just to check in and he just said to me, he said, mate, tell me the story, what happened. He, he just wanted to know what happened. Yep. He said, it uh, not your fault. And I said, no, it wasn't. And, he, he, you know, he knew I wasn't like that. And, and he was sweet with that straight he was away. Sweet. As soon as I said that, yeah. he goes, okay, mate, all good. You get back in time. I'm putting you straight back in. Mm. 
And it, it's funny how he stuck by his wow. word because, you know, we had, you know, uh, Willie Kahn come to the centres and Wendell Saylor to come to the team. Yeah. And the team played really well. Yes. The first year. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, as if I'm going to get back here now. I was like, but yeah, true to his word, he, yeah. he put me back in that prelim and, and we made the grand final. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never, any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. Dream team uh, can be any player from any era, any team. There's no arguments either. This is Steve's <laughs> team. He's the coach. Every player has a certain bias. I'm expecting perhaps more Broncos and Maroons <laughs> in this one. Yeah, look, I you know, and I, you know, I talked to you before about naming teams, but you know, this is my team. I, after you asked asked me to to think about it, um, you know, I don't have a problem with naming this team because you know, a lot, obviously, a lot of these players I've played with probably all of them in in some you know, not just the Broncos, but uh, you know, for Australia yeah. and, and the like. So okay, let's start with fullback, buddy. Who have you got and why? I've got Lockyer. Darren yeah. Lockyer, um, he debuted uh, with us, uh, I think, at, at fullback. And I still remember watching him, I think it was about 95, because Kevin Walters is our 5'8". Yep. Um, I just thought, how good. I watched him. Uh, we are playing a game against West down at Campbelltown. And yeah. The way he moved across the ground was, I was like, wow, this kid can play. Yeah. You, you could see it straight away. Um, and then I end up forming a bit of a combination with oh, him, like yeah. Kevin and I. And so I was fortunate enough that I had two players like that. But Lockie definitely at foot. We used to call him Ruboy because he used to love to get getting up for that ball at the back. Yes, exactly right. Uh, what about your wingers? Oh yeah, this these these are solid as well. Uh, Mickey Hancock and Wendell Saylor. Yeah, uh, without a doubt, um, you, no one will ever argue with you know those two being in no. any team. Yeah, to be honest, uh, Mick was my offside. He was my roomie. Uh, Wendell, I roomed with Randall a, a few times, but Mick was my. Uh, mate and Rumi um, since day dot virtually. Wow. Well, Chris Johns was there, but uh, at every level, I, I room with Mick Hancock. So uh, Broncos, Queensland, and Australia. Who's and- a better Rumi, Wendell or Mick? <laughs> well, uh, look, Mick was known as a bit of a grumpy, grumpy yes. man, old grumpy Mick. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell a story about him. He, I had the '94 tour. Um, Unfortunately, we were both in the test team and yeah. uh, there was a face ball, I think, from a ball out in front of me from Mel and just at training before the test and I let it go and as Mick sort of – he's a bit competitive, so he dived at it and unfortunately popped his shoulder. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so – but I was I had to bear the brunt of that because oh. I, I went over to him and I said, mate, you're too competitive because I, I didn't think it was that bad but it was actually very serious. He didn't wow. play a test again in that series and – um, but I had to room with him and, um, oh, wasn't that, uh, oh. you, know, you know, go and get me breakfast, go yeah. and get me. Oh, I was like, He was the grumpy man, wasn't he? He was. But he's not now. That's the crazy thing. He's a uh, no, he, good man. Yeah, no, I think he, because he, he, uh, he was so focused on his rugby league, yeah. um, you know, and I, I was fortunate enough. He helped me a lot during my career because I wasn't a big talker. Um, so nah. he, he'd do a lot of the chatting yeah, um, and helped me with my defence because, uh, you know, at an early age, he's only a year older than me, but he had a lot more experience when I come to yeah. grade um, than I did. Amazing how much being a talker is part of rugby league, especially defensively. In attack, you know where you've got to be at a certain time, but defensively, you edges have got to be talking every play the whole time. Yeah, and that's exactly what Mick did uh, for me. Yep. Um, obviously, a lot of the time I had Kevin inside of me and Mick in the outside, but um, both good talkers, obviously. Mm. 
but Mick would always say in or out, and he'd just go, just do it. He said, wow. I'll, I'll follow whatever you do, and yep. that was a, a thing in our team anyway. If you go in, we all go in. Yep, um, one in, all in. Okay, yep. mate, what about our uh, our centres? Uh, the centres, Big Mel, of course, yeah. uh, my idol. Uh, I, you know, just I just can't, you know, Mel, Mel Meninga is Mel Meninga and, and yeah. Greg Inglis. Yeah. Two fabulous centres, two completely different guys, two completely different players, but what a centre combination that would be in <laughs> any era. Oh, amazing. You know, and they're both, they're both big men as well. Yeah. And, uh, but they, they've been different things, you know. Gee, I, uh, just, just the speed and strength and, you know, Mel wasn't slow either. But, no. um, you know, I still remember my – my debut against Mel, against Canberra, and I caught one of his thighs and I saw stars oh. for, a, for a couple of minutes. What weight did you play at, Pearl? Yeah, look, I, I, I probably – I always say 92, but that was towards the end of my career. I, I reckon 90, um, yeah. 90, 92 kilos. It's land of the giants out in the outside backs these yeah. days, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you know, you just see some of the – some of the boy, and then, you, then you've got, um, you know, you've got back rowers – you know, like Jordan, Ricky, and the and the like, who oh, just could I be know. centers themselves. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, Mel Meninga, Greg Inglis in the centers. This is where it gets interesting. The halves. Yeah. Well, I can't split. I can't split the two Ipswich boys. And I think you'd guess that. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kevy Walters and Alan Langer. I mean, and and once again, there'd be a lot of people who who wouldn't argue with that. I, I think Kevy's probably one of the most underrated players. That ever played the game. Thank you. Yep. You, you look at his resume. Oh. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, you look at the the, or the five grand finals. Um, you know, played at every level. Yep. Um, and I always we we you know we talk about the '92 World Cup final. Yeah. You come off the bench, right? Yeah. Um, when we were struggling, there was no tries. It was all but goal kicks. Yep. And I had, there was a fear on my debut that we're going to lose, oh. and that's a fear you don't want in an Australian yeah. team. And he came on. You actually watch the footage of that game when he gets on for the last whatever twenty thirty minutes, changes the whole game. That's Not even mate. just from that pass, but everything else he did. What a year! Oh, ninety two was for you. Not only grand final, but the World Cup, but some of those tries. Yeah, you know, it was, it was just just it was just we had a team that um, that came together in that year when mm. we was we were that confident, and we 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 used to go out there, you know, yeah, pretty. Arrogant, just yeah. thinking. Well, we'll only beat ourselves here because we know we could beat every yep. team. Um, so we carried that. I think we only lost four games the yeah. whole season, and we were minor premiers. And um, so uh-huh. for us, we were very confident. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better... Visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. This is Andy Raymond, Unfilled of the Dream Team, presented by Oxworks. We're with the Pearl, Steve Renoff. We've done the back line. It's time to move into the big units. We might start with Locke here, mate. Who have you got in 13? Oh, you can't go past Brad Clyde. Um, you know, he, he's a... Quintessential lock, 
I, I just think he's the way he played the game. Yep. Um, you know, he he sort of he, he was the he modernised that that position. He was the yeah. gladiator. And, yeah. Um, and I, no, as I said, I got to play against him, but I played, um, you know, on the tour with him, mm. and you see his work rate and how mobile he was. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So you can't go past Clyde. I did a, a Dream Team and a Legend Series interview last year with the great Billy Johnston, who has trained so many good footballers and so many footballers, and he said the fittest and the best was Brad Clyde. His level of professionalism, just next level. That's yeah. a great rap, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, that is a great rap. But um, that's a, that's exactly how he was, and um, you know, I, I think everyone, um, if if they had got to play with him and, mm. and watched a lot of his footy, would would all agree. Okay, what about our second rowers, buddy? Second rowers, I've I've gone with uh, Andrew G, uh, my, my lifelong mate, um, and Brad Thorne. You can't go past Big Thorpey. <laughs> there is uh, there is a couple of big units. Now, we speak of grumpy blokes. We spoke of Mick Hancock <laughs> earlier. Gigi's got a bit of that in him. Well, yeah, on the field, definitely. Uh, he's super competitive. Um, yeah. Look, uh, Andrew and I, we we met each other when we were 15, 16. Really? So we, we, we made the Queensland 16s together, and he was my captain at that level uh, in Queensland under 16s, open school boys, and Queensland under 19s. Wow. So we, we got a special bond, him and yeah. I. And, um, you know, and I watched what he he did on the field. Uh, no one more competitive and tough. Yep. Um, and he used to take the heavy carries mm. for a lot of blokes, um, even yeah. as a young guy. Um, he, did he'd he? step up, yeah. Um, you know, he debuted in 89 um, or 88, I think. And um, so he straight away, you know, from on the coaching point of view, Wayne. He was going to be, uh, the, you know, one of the big wow. tough forwards that we, we had, which he which he turned out to be. Yeah, he certainly did turn out to be. And, again, a, for me, really underrated guy in the Broncos books. Okay, let's go to the front rowers. Yeah, front rowers, uh, obviously uh, Shane Webke yep. and Glenn Lazarus. You can't go past Big Lazo. Jeez, Pop- there's a grumpy element to this footy side. <laughs> there there's a couple of be- Hall of Famers. <laughs> a couple of Hall of Famers. And I don't, I don't know if I really saw eye to eye with front rows back in the day. Yeah, to that's be exactly right. And Elf and Kevy didn't help that with Lazo. Um, apparently everything that uh, – every practical joke that uh, uh, that Lazo got up, I was to blame, apparently, from Elf and Kevy. Is uh, that right? Yeah, well, yeah. Never, but, never was you? Never was you. It was always – who do you think it was? Yeah, that's right. But, uh, for some reason, know. the Pearl got the, got the blame and – um, Lazo used to give me the glare. I said, mate, you know it's not me. <laughs> he has got that glare too, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know you're in trouble with the brick. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the ultimate respect for him. And yeah. He's my all-time number one front row yeah. in the game. Um, I think a lot of people think that. But when you play footy with him and you watch what he does on the field, mm. it's just amazing. Yeah, too true. What about your hooker? Uh, Cam Smith, yep. I, I, you just can't go past what he's done in the game. Um, you know, he just does it so easily as well. And uh, just the way he controlled the game. I, I remember mm. I watched the game. Oh, there was an Origin match and I, I was sitting with um, uh, Choppy Close. It was at Lane, Lane Park and I still remember watching. And I, I was, we, were, we were watching Cam Smith mm. and he just controlled the whole game. Yeah. You know, and he just dominated out, yep. out, out of dummy half. Yeah, just brilliant. 
So the Steve Renoff Dream Team, Darren Lockyer, Wendell Salem, Mel Meninga, Greg Inglis, Michael Hancock, Kevy Walters and Alan Langer. The forward pack sees Bradley Clyde locking the scrum, Brad Thorne and Andrew G as the back rowers, Shane Webke, Glenn Lazarus, the props, Cameron Smith at hooker. Um, everyone brings something different to a side and every captain brings a different style of leadership. Who would be your captain and what do you look for in a leader, mate? What... What brings out the best in you? Uh, Alan, Alan Langer, yep. definitely in that team. And, and obviously because he was my skip all the way through. My, yeah. oh, but sorry, Wally was originally. Um, but for the majority of my career there, Alan, and he didn't. He wasn't a big talker, but that was balanced out by Kevy Walters' chat. Yep. Um, so they, they were a good combination. But just to see what he did mm. on that field, and um, we were always on it because he, he, he led by example. He, he did lead by example. Do you recall the first time you were pre-game with Alf and you saw him throw up with his nerves? What, what do you think? Well, I used to sit beside him, unfortunately. Oh, no. So it was just like you're going, I remember going, what is going on yeah. here? And, and, you know, and then you sort of thought, oh, you know, obviously when I started making grade full-time, I, I'd end up having our seats were beside each other yeah. uh, in the sheds. Uh, but the, the thing I do remember about Alf, he'd settle you down because we do an inside warm-up. Um, especially at ANZ Stadium, yeah. well, even at Suncorp, um, we do. We never like to go outside. Yeah, um, but we used to do a four-way crossover with a handoff ball. And yeah, um, if Elf, you came against Elf, um, you didn't want him in his old because he'd actually force you jokingly to drop the ball. And really, and this isn't during warm-up. This is how oh. he, he'd learn to relax. And was going, please don't do that. So to you me. knew if he was relaxed. And then we'd get in trouble from Calvin, obviously, and yeah. it's like, well. <laughs> That's terrific. Uh, quick one before we go, footy idol. You mentioned Mal Meninga. Was he the guy for you? Yeah, definitely, mate. I was fortunate enough to watch. I just got to watch Mel. On the big league back home in Mergen yeah. um, on, on every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and that's during that period, you know, the 80s. Oh, um, South were, you know, dominant with, with Winham. And, yep. Um, so for me, uh, definitely Mel Meninga. I think I actually went to a game live once at, at Lane Park back in the day with my brother and I was only nine or ten. Yeah. And, and Mel um, was playing then and I thought, yeah, I like that. I like him. I asked about your idol because you're an idol to many young kids. Um, you're now that guy. You're the guy setting the example, especially with the Deadly Choices organisation that you, you love so much, but making a difference and moulding the next generation. How cool is that? Yeah, it, it is. You know, you, you look at that and you, you think that it, it is special and you just, you know, you see a lot of the players that have come through, um, you know, and, uh, you know, they, you knew that they looked up to you and yeah. you, you never ever thought that you'd be in that position mm. uh, that, you know, as I was, used to think about Mal and, mm. and Wally Lewis. Look, I, know, I can't leave Wally out of that yeah. equation and he's the king. But, um, you know, to be in that position, you know, that, that, that's an absolute honour. Always a pleasure catching up. Keep well, keep cheering your Broncos and keep well, legend. No worries. Thanks, mate. That's it for another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is what our off-season looks like because the footy talk, it never stops. Early in the week, we release a podcast titled Debut Day, speaking to current and former players about the first time they stepped foot onto an NRL field. Midweek, it's the best of podcast. Interview highlights with some of the biggest names the game has ever seen. 
We've got immortals, blokes that should be immortals, test captains, origin superstars, premiership winners, and a whole lot more. These are the best footy stories you will ever hear. Weekends, our Dream Team series continues. We love it, we know you do too, so we get to continue the arguments over who is the best 13 ever. This is the only footy podcast that talks with the superstars and not about them every single episode. Three episodes weekly, all off-season. Make sure you come back soon, legends.